Welcome to Next Gen Video Game Theory by Nick Awesome. As always guys, please make sure you click subscribe for more theories about video games and the future of it. Let's get started. everyone welcome back to next gen video game theory today i just want to talk to you guys about call of duty vanguard and how it's really going as a game and i think a lot of people have been playing call of duty vanguard and they've kind of got their opinion on how good of a game this is at this point in time and it does look like call of duty vanguard is having some issues from a standpoint of okay it's another call of duty we know that much it's feeling a little bit like another Call of Duty from that standpoint. And I like the War II atmosphere. I just don't know if it's anything groundbreaking. I don't, I don't know if there's an easy answer in regards to making this game groundbreaking by any means. Um, but it doesn't feel like at this time this game is groundbreaking. And I'm having fun with it. Don't get me wrong. Vanguard is a fun game to play. And I'm just enjoying the atmosphere in general of Call of Duty Vanguard, but it does seem like um, it's having some issues in regards to the, the reviews. I've seen some people have some interesting sayings on how Call of Duty Vanguard is playing. Um, I've been playing since the beginning of the PlayStation beta, and um, I'm, I think it just depends on do you like War 2 or not is what it's really coming down to. I know it... It's definitely another Call of Duty game. Eventually there'll be sharks with laser beams at some point in time in this game. And I do think that is something that will happen. But um, right now, if you're not someone who's into War II, if you're not really a big War II franchise type person, you may feel that Call of Duty Vanguard is not for you. And I could definitely see that if you are someone who loves uh, Call of Duty, but maybe even you're not into War II. Well, this may be a game that falls flat on its face if you're not someone who's into World War II. And I could definitely see that happening for someone who doesn't like this genre, who doesn't like the first-person World War II genre. Now, Call of Duty originally got its roots in World War II. That's why they like to go back to it. I did find it interesting that they decided not to go to World War I because even Battlefield was willing to go to World War One at some point in time. And I do think War One would translate well, but what would you do with the dot sites? Like, you can't just say that, hey, there'd be dot sites during War One unless it was like a zombie situation in the zombie mode where they're just, like, making up technology. So it seems like that's one of the issues that Call of Duty has had uh, with this game. So I think it's just funny uh, what they're trying to accomplish from that standpoint, putting the dot sites into Call of Duty has been one of those issues that we continue to see rolling in. So the dot sites is almost one of the funny things with this Call of Duty game and how it's working. Um, we'll have to see how that transgresses because eventually they have so many nice dot sites in this Call of Duty. Um, not to go off on a tangent here, but it's definitely not like World War II. So they're trying to cater to both audiences and a lot of people don't see that. But yes, Call of Duty is trying to cater to all the audiences are trying to cater to their old audience or trying to cater to their new audience so they have a lot on their plate here when it comes to this game do i think they're doing the right thing yes they're definitely doing the right things to try to cater to all these audiences and i'm finding that they're not making uh, some of the people who love call of duty happy and that's causing some issues for them so they'll have to kind of balance that out as they go on 
with this game. So if they can balance that out and go from there, I think eventually they'll be able to get things fixed here um, from that standpoint and keep their base happy because some of them may not want to go to World War II. They may have wanted another Infinite Warfare. They may have wanted to go back to Ghosts. I know some, actually there are some Call of Duty people, even though it did not get great reviews in regards to Ghost, that may want to go back to that time period with the Ghost franchise of Call of Duty. And I did think at one point in time they had plans to expand the Ghost series because actually the Ghost campaign was not that bad in general. So it would be interesting if they did decide to go back to the Ghost campaign, but we're not seeing that at this point in time with this Call of Duty game. Um, another thing we're seeing with this Call of Duty game is the maps. So there are some maps. Um, one map goes to the Soviet Union, another map goes to Japan right now that they have, um, and then they're kind of using those maps. Those are the two maps that are kind of the most disliked right now because those tend to turn into sniper fest. So I've noticed on those maps, as long as you adjust your weapons and stuff like that from the previous, I think that's what you got to do. So one map, you need to use a laser dot sight, and then another map, you need to switch to your scope, and you need to manually go in there and update that. And I have found that if you go in there and you update it to what it should be, so if you're going to go in there and you're playing a map, um, go in there and make sure you update your scopes. Uh, and if you play, play how your map is. And I think that's why some people may be getting frustrated with all the people. Because I noticed when I flipped over there, I was able to play the long game, which was probably frustrating to people who didn't understand that they needed to switch up right there. So that was a little bit of an improvement by changing those optics for each map and playing the map how they're going to be played. I didn't have not had a chance to go into perks and stuff like that. That could make a difference too. Some people have actually gone into perks. Um, it seems like in this Call of Duty beta, Vanguard, Call of Duty Vanguard, they're really pulling in um, a lot of players who are actually leveling up. I saw some level 30s at this point in time, so there are people going out there. Um, right now in the Vanguard beta, if you get up to level 20, I believe, you get the max prestige in Call of Duty Cold War, which definitely gives you an incentive to want to play it and even buy it. So even if you don't like Call of Duty Vanguard, you still have a little bit of time at the time of this recording that you could go and do this. And I upload my videos immediately, pretty much do these uh, in real time like a speech because I really like to do that stuff for you guys. And that's going to be one main stay of this channel. So if you like that stuff, hit that like button. And I, I just want to just thank you guys for this and being so supportive of this channel. And um, let's not let's get right back into it. So Call of Duty is a franchise. And Call of Duty is a very long-standing franchise. But Call of Duty is going to put out a similar Call of Duty every year because it works. I know people are frustrated. I, I notice the physics effects in this particular Call of Duty are funny. You, you run into a wall and the whole wall collapses. And I think this is something that they're fixing. But I think it's funny. But this would not be something that you could do in Battlefield. For instance, Battlefield has supreme physics with their Frostbite engine and what they are doing with that frostbite engine. And it's absolutely amazing what they are doing um, with the destruction environments and stuff like that. Well, in Call of Duty, you don't have the same destruction in the environments that you would have in a Battlefield game, for instance. So Battlefield was decided to be delayed. Um, Battlefield 2042 
Call of Duty is not going to get delayed because they have so much experience with those engines. They've released this game over and over. The only reason, the only thing I could ever see Call of Duty actually hitting the delay on is with the campaign, if they ever got laid on the campaign. But they're, they're so efficient with their campaigns. They're so efficient in playing this stuff out years and years. We may not even know how many years they go back with a lot of these games, but they're so efficient from that standpoint that it doesn't, they're always able to get their campaigns out. And there's only like one Call of Duty where they decided they weren't going to do the campaign. The Black Ops. I think it was Black Ops 2? It was 2. But they decided not to do the campaign. Or was that 3? You guys figure it out in the comments, but it was one of those. But um, it, it kind of took away from Call of Duty. And one of the best campaigns, I think, and I know you guys may not agree with this, is Call of Duty World War 2. It had a very good campaign. It came out when Battlefield had all their other stuff. So I'm also looking forward to the campaign in Call of Duty Vanguard. A lot of people not liking this Call of Duty, and I know why they're not liking it. It's obvious reasons. It has some issues. But I think in the long run, we're going to end up with a very good Call of Duty game. And that's what it comes down to, guys. We're going to get a Call of Duty game that is Call of Duty, World War II, and better graphics than what they've had in years past, with a semi-destructible environment, but we're not going to get anything too groundbreaking, because Call of Duty works. If it didn't work, they wouldn't be making billions of dollars, okay? So we need to understand as gamers that they're not just going to adjust this and do something groundbreaking that they've changed up with years over year when it's working. Now, it's not as the same as like a Madden release, for instance, that seems to be the same game every year. At least Call of Duty does have a new campaign every year and stuff like that, even though you could argue that the sports games also have their own campaigns in general, that the stories they tell like an NBA 2K. So I think as long as they're bringing that to the forefront and we get a 10-hour campaign, it will be worth it. Now with inflation, I don't know if the $7... I've seen people actually say, oh, it's not worth 60 well, The reality is, is it, is it worth $70? Because that's what some people will be paying for this game. And I think it's kind of funny that when we see that and people say that, and we're already into the $70 category on PS5 and Xbox Series X, which is a pretty hefty amount for a Call of Duty game. I think people will still pay it because they buy the season pass and stuff like that. Now, if you buy like an Ultimate, you could get a discount on a later season pass or something like that. So it may balance out in the end so that if you are knowing that you're going to play through all the seasons of this, it might be better buying the higher up editions just to get a free expansion pack. That way you're saving some money on the back end. So that's one thing you could do. Not to let Call of Duty sell even better, but that's one thing that if you are a fan of this World War II genre, you could do. So I'm excited about this Call of Duty. I am a little bit biased here. I am excited, but the the Vanguard beta does feel, at times, a little repetitive. But it's Call of Duty. We all not going in there. If you don't like that, throw an audiobook on. Play a little Call of Duty, go for the Call of Duty grind, as they like to call it, and listen to a good audiobook for nine hours. And before you know it, it'll be a Prestige 50 or whatever Prestige you're going. I think it's 10 Prestiges in most Call of Duties, but they're going to get up there in that Prestige. Um, and just throw an audiobook on, listen to it, and play some more too. Maybe maybe uh, uh, throw the audiobook The Nightingale on. It's a 20 hour audiobook. Very good book, by the way, by Christine Hanna. Listen to that while you're playing some Call of Duty and go through like a whole bunch of War II books while you're playing Call of Duty and use it as like a book thing if you're bored by the gameplay but you still want to play Call of Duty and get good at it and get practice. But if anything, guys, 
the Call of Duty beta is free, so you might as well play it. Got nothing to lose, and it's very popular right now. So I think the Vanguard beta is it's fun. Like it's just a fun time, um, and it's it's been passed on where it was a PlayStation exclusive to where other people can now play it now. And I think when we see a Call of Duty game come out, yeah, it might be the same system every year, the same stuff, but you're gonna get a fun and exciting Call of Duty game that you're gonna be able to go back and you know what you're getting. You're gonna be able to use your same skill set that you've been able to use in years past just with some small tweaks. You're gonna you're gonna figure out what's the best perks, what's the best uh, kill streaks, what's the best stuff to use, and you're gonna be right back into it. So the learning curve once you play this game for an hour or two, it's not much. Then you just kind of tweak it from there. So there's not much that Call of Duty has to tweak. Whereas Battlefield 2042, it's going to be a whole different story for a lot of people. There's going to be a lot of tweaking going on, a lot of figuring out what to do in that situation. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out between Battlefield 2042 versus Call of Duty this year. So yeah, but I think Battlefield 2042 is going to sell well because they're kind of almost different games. And then Call of Duty is going to sell well also. But there's a tornado in Battlefield 2042. The only time you're going to see a tornado is in the Call of Duty campaign. So that's what you're kind of running up against at this point in time when it comes to the Call of Duty franchise. But um, some exciting stuff. And, and I know some people not liking the beta. But I, I, I think in the long run, um, you're getting a stable Call of Duty game that's taken it harkening back to World War II where Call of Duty first began, and it's going to be an enjoyable, fun experience for the players who play this game, who are fans of Call of Duty, and maybe it's something new that they're a new generation. It's hard to believe that Call of Duty World War II came out in 2016, I think. So then we had World War II World at War before that, and then Call, Call of Duty 2, then Call of Duty Finest Hour, and then the original Call of Duty. So I think it's time for another World War II game. They tend to like to bring this back because it's, it is their franchise. It's where it's at. And I'm excited. I think the campaign this year is actually where it's going to be back. And they're also going to bring back Warzone. So that's cool too. Um, and they're going to kind of make it with a War 2 theme. And I may even bring a new map in there. So that that's something to look forward to. And now it's not on release. So they're kind of pulling a Halo in that aspect. But I think a Halo Infinite. But I think all the cowarding is not a bad thing. Because you don't want to release a bad product. And Call of Duty has really not done that. I mean, some people say that it's the same thing, but it's not. Um, it's still a great game every year, and it's so consistent. And that's what they do. They pump out a good game every year. So, um, all right, guys, hit the like button, and um, I'll see you guys on the flip side. Uh, thanks for tuning in to Next Gen Video Game Theory. I hope you have a great